0: What a lovely morning really I mean just all the sharings the prophetic sharing uh, tying up with what I am going to share on today. So you know the spirit of God is already at work Um, just amazing amazing. So, we are continuing in our series Uh, you know I have fresh appreciation for preachers seriously because they are given these topics that they have to crunch in 30 minutes <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> you know and again i have this arduous task it's not going It'll be about 35 40 minutes but very vital topic today but i guess what we are trying to do every sunday and i think what is the job of the of a preacher they can't tell you everything from a to z but they give you a bird's eye view of that topic so that and wets your appetite so that during the week you can then in turn study more so we are in this series the gifts of the holy spirit this is part 7 um, you can always look at the uh, others that are on the website okay we've uh, said that the holy spirit was given and these gifts are vital for us as christ followers uh, for a church to be vibrant and for a church to thrive okay just a second i'm just yeah. alrighty will this work yeah Um, why are the gifts given the gifts are given not as a reward for good behavior the gifts are given because they are just grace gifts God wants to bless us God wants to pour out his spirit on us he wants to give us good gifts they are there for the common good to build up to encourage to comfort the people of god they are not for your benefit they are there for you to serve others okay so it is a selfless act when you function in the gifts Um, the gifts uh, were given you know to fulfill the prophecy that was there not just upon jesus but then for all of us in Isaiah 61, for the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. Why? He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to release those in dungeon, to set the prisoner free, to proclaim, you know, uh, the favor of the Lord. And in Acts 1:8 echoes a similar thing. But you will, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why? So that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea Samaria into the ends of the earth so we cannot absolutely cannot function in this Christian life without the anointing the enabling and the gifts of the spirit today we are going to be looking at um, one gift remember last year gave us a beautiful classification of the gifts there was the administration gifts revelatory gifts preaching uh, what is that uh, power gifts speaking gifts Uh, It increases of you know different things and Colin took us through three very uh, Unusual gifts, which we don't normally speak about last time which was the gift of celibacy the gift of uh, martyrdom and the gift of poverty you know today, we're going to be looking at one revelatory gift and it is also it overlaps with the vocal gift and a one that Paul encourages all of us to desire any guesses you can unmute this is going to be interactive today i eagerly desire that all of you would prophesy prophesy so we're going to look at the gift of prophecy today okay can we pray holy spirit i ask that even as i share on this very important gift holy spirit that you will open people's eyes minds wet their appetite create a desire in them so that they will can be used to bless others let's look at a very uh, familiar passage if scripture one corinthians 14 i'm going to skip verses but basically one corinthians 14 starts off with you know it sandwiched between 12 which tells tells you one body many parts different gifts same same lord all of that and then you have you know a, a list of gifts there and then you have in between you know it's like uh, it's like in brackets you know we use brackets when we talk uh, i mean sorry when we write and we say and by the way you know but this is also part of it and in brackets is is chapter 13 which talks about love he says uh, yeah we're talking about all these gifts but by the way it must come out of love Love for people and this is how you express love because if you don't have love you're just a banging gong and a empty symbol and a clashing symbol and all of that uh, picture language that Paul uses and then he continues his uh, train of thought in 14 where he says now we've spoken about all these gifts but he says as you follow the way of love eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit especially the gift of prophecy. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who speaks and prophesies edifies the church. Verse 4. Verse 5. I would like that every one of you speak in tongues, but I would rather you have prophecy. Verse 12. Since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, he says, try to excel in those that build up the church. 24. But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, They are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. Two or three prophets should speak and the others should carefully weigh what is said. Verse 30, and if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. 31, for all of you can prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. 32 the spirit of the prophets are subject to the control of the prophets for the for God is not a God of disorder but of peace as in all congregations of the Lord's people okay so what is prophecy okay prophecy is basically where God wants to reveal his heart to us and he wants to speak to us he is a god that speaks we have to learn to hear him now there is a difference between old testament and new testament prophets and prophecy today's is largely a teaching so get your books out write down because this is going to help you in the old testament the weight was on the prophet okay if he was proven wrong he could be stoned to death in the new testament we weigh prophecy it says let a matter be established between two or three witnesses one prophesy two three weigh." second usually in the old testament we see it was one prophet that functioned in the nation of israel in his lifetime there may have been minor prophets around but largely it was it was samuel or it was eli that was a prophet then it was passed on to samuel and 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 so forth today prophets function in teams now And not just that everyone can prophesy it wasn't just one special person who was called a prophet. And our aim is also that we would raise up a prophetic people who are a prophetic people. Prophetic people are simply those who live by hearing the voice of God and obeying. In the Old Testament the prophecies of the prophets of the Bible were divinely inspired and so they didn't need to be weighed. we know in part; we prophesy in part, so it needs to be weighed. Okay, so you and I can never prophesy saying, "Thus says the Lord," because we are not His oracle. We know in part; we are we are finite, we are, and we are not infallible. But the prophecies of the Old Testament were the divine, error errant word of God, infallible. Okay. Prophets function independently in the old testament here function uh, prophets function under the local in a local church and under the submission of the local leadership. Okay. So therefore what is prophecy I have said it's you know uh, we, we are able to hear God is everything that we hear from God prophecy no. So what is prophecy? Prophecy is the ability granted supernaturally by the Holy Spirit to a believer to speak forth words that come from God and that do not come from our own wisdom and understanding. Prophecies have been there right from the beginning, right from the time of Adam. There there have been prophetic words. Prophecy was given to Abraham. You will be the father of many nations to Jacob, to Esau, to Hannah, to Joseph, etcetera etcetera we have already said prophecy is there for our encouragement to build us up to edify us Uh, when prophecy is given as I said it needs to be weighed prophecy is forth telling in that it calls into be uh, 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 calls into being foretelling tells you what is to come what is a forth telling kind of prophecy example is ezekiel where God says prophesy to these dry bones tell them to live and he prophesies and what happens he causes something to happen the bones become a come together and become a mighty army so forth telling and foretelling now there are two responses that we must avoid 1 Thessalonians 5 19 says do not quench the spirit and do not treat prophecy with contempt but test all of them and hold on to what is good two different words being used here obviously for two reasons quench the imagery is linked to <coughs> to fire okay you quench fire by dousing it or pouring water upon it now you cannot quench the spirit of God himself because he is God okay now you nor I nor nothing in heaven or earth can quench him but you can resist his working or his grace upon your life you can resist his word from coming to you and that is quenching or putting out or stopping or resisting. Then what is despise? Despise is not to give due honour or respect. Okay, Not to give due honour or respect. To think little or to think less than. To treat with contempt or to disregard. It could have been things you know. In the th- in the why why is Paul writing this to the Thessalonians? Maybe in the Thessalonian church things had gone wrong, okay. And the hint lies in the in the in verse 21, which says, "Test everything, and hold on to what is good." Remember, we are called to weigh prophecy, test or weigh, okay. As we say, "Eat the chicken, throw the bones," okay. So if there's something that does not sit right chuck it out but doesn't mean the entire word is necessarily wrong okay Uh, some commentators also say that probably the thessalonians valued the power gifts more you know healing signs and wonders deliverance and didn't care too much for prophecy and didn't value it but we need to value all the gifts and actually paul says um, all the things if there is one thing you need to eagerly desire that is prophecy so you'll say I want to grow in this gift how do I grow in this gift well today's message is a practical teaching on telling you how what why etc okay so how do you bring prophecy you bring it with grace and love okay remember we said sandwiched between 12 and 14 Paul is reminding us hey listen whatever gift you function in let it be motivated by love Because if you have not love, you have nothing. So grace and love. Bring it under the submission of the leadership. You don't need to supervise the prophecy and make sure that it is, you know, people act on it. That is up to the leaders and that's up to the individual. Have humility. You can be wrong. Remember I said we are not God's oracle. We are not infallible. We prophesy in part. We know in part. So be willing to be corrected wait for the correct timing sometimes god may speak to you about something weeks ahead maturity is knowing when to bring it okay not just that pray over it craft it refine it write it down nothing wrong because some people think no, the first thoughts that came to me you know they are the, they are like from the throne room of god rubbish you know sometimes we need to listen some more we need to craft it we need to take some things out maybe put some things back and say holy spirit give me more insight on this so take your time take your time I've I've heard people do this even when they are in songwriting and things and they're they're not open to anybody correcting their lyrics no 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 this is God given God given please you know the grammar was wrong in some places Uh, God's grammar is perfect so wait for God's timing you are just the postman and I said as I said you deliver the post and make sure uh, you it's not your responsibility for the person to open the mail now when it comes to personal prophecies you know do not bring personal prophecies to people whom you know well because personal bias and prejudice can come in and it's already like you already know so much about the person Uh, chances are that you're already saying something you know and you're trying to probably nudge something so trust God to use someone else especially if it's family members and things like that if you're new at the gift you know and you're bringing a word or a prophetic word a word of knowledge or whatever be humble okay take a leader alongside you for your own sake for your covering also you can tell the person listen I'm just growing in this gift so I may get it wrong please bear with me that's humility okay Uh, be a student of scripture be a student of you know in order to to really function well in the prophetic gift you must know scripture well because the prophetic always builds on scripture and never contradicts scripture also before you give a word sometimes a a good thing to do is to ask yourself is this word for me is it for someone else is it for the church where sometimes it could just be God telling you something and we think it's a prophetic word okay Um, sorry so here we are now so we've seen how to bring prophecy let's look at how to test prophecy okay like I said it must agree with scripture it must glorify Jesus okay because um, in revelations we are told the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy the primary gift you know I be sorry the the primary primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus other question to ask is is it building up the person is it bringing strength and encouragement edification now sometimes it may sound like a warning word but at the end of the day the goal is to glorify Jesus so uh, you you could be having a word about saying hey listen if you continue in this direction things may not go well you say oh you're condemning me no actually that's God's word trying to save you probably from peril Because at the end of the day, if you do obey that word, it brings glory to Jesus because your life has been preserved. Okay. Um, Personal prophecy, as I said, submit it to your leaders. Let a matter be established between two or three witnesses. Does it bear witness with their spirit? Does it does it uh, bear witness with Scripture? Okay. How do we uh, how do we receive prophecy? Be open to God using another human being like you that is loved by God, but is imperfect. Okay. Don't say oh, only God's voice must speak to me. No, God uses the body. That is why this these gifts are given for the building up and the encouragement and the strengthening of the local church. Be gracious to the person that's bringing the prophecy because sometimes we get it wrong, you know. So how dare they prophesy such a thing over me, no, 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 be gracious. Okay does the person have a track record of accuracy this is important especially if it is a life shaping word be released from condemning or judging words you know god is not pleased with you immediately take yourself out from under that okay because a lot of preachers unfortunately we know have used misused this gift and if you have ever been a victim of a judging word or someone misusing or trying to manipulate you ask for prayer and be released ok um, if you feel like i said if you are feeling manipulated in any way please speak to a leader like someone coming and You no i believe you must go to this country god is going to bless you only if you go to this country or if you go to this city no no god has to speak to me first no and especially i we'll, will come when we talk about the next thing areas to avoid okay? um, if it is a word that bears witness with your spirit, then you have responsibility to obey it. Now, sometimes it may disturb your spirit and you need to weigh and wait and ponder, God, are you in this? Because you may not feel you have the grace for it at that time. It's like when God initially spoke to us to come to Pune. I didn't, I didn't feel I had the grace for it. I wasn't sure whether God was speaking, but I didn't dismiss it. I said, God, if it is you, you speak in no uncertain terms and God spoke and then God changed my heart and here I am. Okay. Then, what is the role of prophecy in our lives? Like I just said, the prophecies can guide or direct the course of action in our lives like you see in one timothy one verse eight you know paul encourages timothy to live according to the prophetic word that is over his life and we see that numerous times in the old testament and in the new unfortunately we do not have time for that you know david's life from being a shepherd he became king joseph from just being the youngest brat okay lands up in a pit then in a potiphar's house from potiphar's house into prison from prison to palace but it was a prophetic word that guided his life and so many others like i said our story 1993 both of us gave up our jobs (coughs) excuse me colin was this high-flying software engineer i was lecturing in college we gave that up we went to do a year's training during the course of that training God spoke to us through several prophetic words from disconnected people people who didn't know anything uh, about us coming into full-time service but we said God you need to speak to us and then God spoke a clinching word to Colin because that was the day he had to give his answer to David that morning his reading was Isaiah 61 the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and has anointed me to preach good news to the poor he came he says done sealed I've heard God that's it and so the prophetic word has always directed our lives eight years later God spoke to us again and said time for you to break camp leave you've stayed on this mountain too long and God led us here to Pune in 2002 and several prophetic words through our people who didn't even know that we were contemplating Pune. You know, said, you know, we've, we've, we we've thought about the Pune plant and we said the people who need to go uh, and um, uh, you know lead this plant are Colin and Navas, unrelated people. So, God confirms His word when, when He speaks. And why is this important? Because when you hit stormy waters, and boy, we did for seven years, it was hell. It was His word that kept us. Several temptations came our way. Hey, close this church plant come to Delhi, come to Mumbai, come to Dubai, come to UK and we said no God has not told us to move and here we will stay till God speaks otherwise and it's 20 years we are here because that is the word that God gave to us has kept us here. So life altering decision should not be be taken based on one prophetic word alone. Why do I say that? Because 2 Corinthians 13:1 says, "Let a matter be established by two or three witnesses,? Okay? Areas to avoid, areas to avoid. Please do not prof- prophesy about these three areas, which is birth, death and marriage. OK? Because we know in part, we prophesy in part. I know of people who have gone around telling people, "I know thus says the Lord, you're going to have a son." and then they have a daughter or the parents feel we are going to have a son and they've named the child also Stephen and then a girl is born what do you do who got it wrong and imagine the emotional uh, turmoil so don't do that death you're going to die or you're going to live What does the word of God say life and death is in God's hands you give and you take away blessed be the name of the Lord no one knows how many says God has numbered our days we don't know these these things are mysteries that we don't know marriage oh my gosh you know unfortunately leaders have tried to manipulate and said you know I believe God has said you must marry Baba, I am marrying the person why you hearing God for me I need to hear God for myself because tomorrow I have to live with the man or if you're a man I have to live with the woman and I need faith and then you've had people you know going and blaming leaders and saying my marriage is not working out because you spoke I say listen you're adults please exercise your faith and your ability to hear God don't play the blame game okay if you if that has happened with you I'm very sorry I know you can't undo it may God give give you grace for your situation, but for us who are now learning, please do not. I've had a person who comes say, "Can you? I'm thinking about this girl. Can you give me a prophecy?" I said, "No, I can't. That's for you to pray." Because people in the Indian culture, you know, they go to the tota, they go to the cards, they go to the baba. Tell me, tell me, tell me, what's my Kundli or whatever that is called. And people transfer that in into Christianity also. Tell me my Kundli, Kundli, whatever it is. Okay. Um, don't do that. We are not soothsayers, we are not uh, people who are going to tell you what you are, you know, who you should marry, who you shouldn't marry. So, please don't do that. Also, sometimes God reveals things to us about people, okay. Um, and especially if it is something serious and it is something uh, somber, then I would say don't give it in public because. You, God's heart is never to embarrass an individual So don't embarrass the person Take the person aside Be gracious, be loving, take another leader alongside you Because your job is not to uncover a person In a way that would uh, cause them shame So be loving, be gracious Now there are different levels of prophecy Uh, another thing about uh, receiving prophecy uh, before I forget is supposing someone gives you a prophetic word okay that is life altering or shaping or is going to say oh you are going to be a leader you are going to be this or you are going to be that a wise thing for you to do is take it to your leaders and submit it to them what do you feel because it says let a matter be established with two or three witnesses now maybe it is that that thing has not yet come to pass so you need to pray about it because also remember there is often a time lag and a gap between when you receive a prophetic word and when it comes to pass have we not seen that in the life of uh, David and Joseph and so many others okay they had to wait Moses you know they had to wait 14 years 20 years 30 years before the prophetic word came to pass because I remember there was this person who you know because I like I said prophets can get it wrong and they said you know you'll be a pastor and the parents were so excited <gasps> my son is going to be a pastor my son is going to be a pastor but the boy was just oh my gosh you know and then they felt they, they, they there was no no watching over the character of this child's life I don't think the guy finished school because my son is going to become a pastor like pastors need to be uneducated you know and Today, unfortunately, the boy's life is in a mess, you know. So I'm sharing these stories not to put anybody down, but to say this is how things are, you know. Oh, oh God's going to, I said, you know, God's going to use me here. And sometimes people's heads get swollen and they think they're already that thing and they don't watch their character and then things blow up, okay. So be careful, be careful. Mm. Yeah, don't give prophecies alone. Like I said, especially personal prophecies, make sure somebody is with you. Now, there are different levels of the gift and authority. Remember, we said all can prophesy. Okay, That's at one level. The next level is the maturing gift or the prophetic gift that is recognized by the wider body of Christ. Because you have a track record over time. Okay, Like say like Donald, for example, Okay, recognized uh, gift you have leadership that has a prophetic edge and I mean not to toot our own hoot and toot our own hoot but I believe Colin is has leadership with a prophetic edge because he sees things way ahead implements it and afterwards you see 5 years later or 10 years other churches are playing catch up you know because he has seen something and he doesn't even sometimes realize it but he says you know I feel we need to do this this and that is the prophetic leading to in the leadership that brings direction to the church then you have the Ephesians 4 gifts which are also called doma gifts and no time to explain that which is what we call the office of the gift which is the apostle the prophet the pastor the teacher the evangelist that work uh, in tandem with each other then you have prophets to the nations some famous names like John Paul Jackson you know you have Mike Bickle and these are big names in in the prophetic world that have had prophecies for nations and that have changed the course of uh, how world systems function. Now there is also a variety of, prophet, uh, of, prof, uh, of uh, variety of uh, prophetic in terms of scope. Okay, what do I mean? What do I mean? Different kinds of prophecies. I've just put them in a way that we can remember there is the telescopic prophecy okay which looks into the distant future it's like jesus is uh, uh, you know the 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 prophecy of god uh, of jesus coming as our redeemer right in genesis that's a telescopic prophecy right into the distant future okay uh, then you have the microscopic prophecy which is able to look into the heart of the matter you know it will look at and, and will tell you uncover motives or reasons or (coughs) the heart of what is happening in a situation and then you have the wide angle lens which is like a drone that is flying above a city and that can see everything in relation to another and in perspective to each other so there are different kinds of prophetic uh, utterances so we have looked at all these things so many things I have said in such a short time what is the prophecy responses we need to avoid how do we bring prophecy how do we test prophecy how do we receive prophecy what is the role of the prophetic in our life areas to avoid dimension of the prophetic i say okay all that but how do i hear god i know all this about the prophecy about the prophetic now how do i hear god speak to me okay Different people process differently. So, you have the knowers who have a sense of God, they are the seers who have visions, and they are the feelers. Okay? You, sometimes you have a nudge, you have a sense that God, you know, He puts an impression or a thought. Sometimes it is through natural surroundings, God may adre- ad- arrest your attention by a tree or a bird or a flower, <coughs> and you feel. God saying something you know Jesus often used things in his natural surrounding to also teach and speak sometimes when you are worshipping God like exactly that happened this morning you know perfect example knowing the extent of all my sin let samantha to bring a, a prophetic uh, word of encouragement you know um, daily devotions and scripture reading dreams and visions thoughts conversations and um, circumstance sorry circumstances all these things guide us now sometimes the dreams can be warning dreams sometimes the dreams may be about what's going to happen Uh, and we have to so it is good sometimes to just bring it to somebody and say hey what do you what do you think this dream is because oftentimes when it is related to us we may not be um, neutral in the way we interpret it So, it is good to have an objective uh, perspective and I mean I know for Colin and myself we have had several dreams often dreams that have warned us of something to come and and because we have been warned we have been able to pray and avert disaster you know we have had dreams all kinds of dreams that have warned us and always they have been timely timely dreams of uncovering situations exposing Uh, things or telling us that this is going to happen this is going to happen this is going to and then when it happens you say why hey I know this God already spoke to us about this you know or you are alerted watch out for this watch out for this because this is a dangerous situation okay Um, my own story how did I start my journey in this gift I started very young I was in my teens I was in a house group where we were learning like this what is what is the gift of prophecy and then we had an activation where the leader said okay now each one of you look up for a scripture that you can give to somebody that would either encourage them or you know speak to them about something and um, we did that and it was an amazing exercise because it was amazing how God used each one of us to encourage one another and then every week I would seek god for the sunday meeting and say god do you have a scripture for me to share do you have something for me to bless someone and i would do that not at the meeting i would do it through the week and then come on the sunday meeting and share that scripture or share something whatever impression i had and i started reading about it studying it and slowly the gift began to grow Um, i asked god also give me words of knowledge wisdom dreams visions and through time the words became sharper the words became deeper and so I functioned in the in the telescopic in the microscopic and in the wide angle lens are the different ways in which God spoke to me what I am sharing with you in a few sentences have taken 35 years to develop okay and I am still learning I feel I am only still scratching the surface so In conclusion, don't doubt the voice of God, learn to recognize His voice. He speaks to you more often than that. Often we think, ah no, that is the devil. How is it the devil if it does not contradict scripture? If it's building up someone, if it is encouraging someone, why would it be the devil? You know? Don't be don't be afraid to make a mistake, and most important, walk in holiness before the Lord. Watch your character because your character is more important than the gift I cannot emphasize this more you know many people focus on charisma I'm saying focus on character the charisma will happen because what pulls a person down not the charisma it is failure in character that brings a person down God has given us a great privilege to be his mouthpiece for a hurting people and for nations when we are faithful in little much will be given to us I want to end with again saying Paul says you know follow the way of love but eagerly desire the gifts that are there to build up and encourage one another and of them he says I wish that all would prophesy and I pray that we will truly become a prophetic people a people that not just hear God but put it into practice so for now we are going to be doing something we are going to have an activation this morning are you ready here is your chance to put it into practice okay nothing frightening I am going to ask you to do exactly what my house group leader told me to do 35 years ago Pick out a scripture, maybe a psalm. It could be from anywhere. Now remember what we said: prophecy must edify, encourage, build up. Please leave warning and all aside for now because you're learning. Okay? Make sure it's edifying, it's building up, it's encouraging. Okay? We are going to go into breakout rooms. You're going to be given a minute to think and say, Holy Spirit, can you speak to me? one verse or a couple of verses don't take a whole chapter that I can then share with somebody to encourage them you will be three four of you in a in a breakout room and say God and ask God now here stepping out on the water okay it's okay to say I feel this is for someone that now I am going to ask you to step out and say supposing uh, it's Meher, Malaika, Sukriti and I in the group okay just for example and God gives me a verse let me just shoot one now I will say Psalm 23 verse 1 the Lord is your shepherd you shall not want who should I share this to is it for Malaika is it for Meher is it for Sukruti ask God step out in the water go out on a limb and say God and I say, okay, I think it's for Sukruti. This is just an example, okay? I'm not saying this word is for Sukruti. And I say, Sukruti, I feel God wants to remind you that I am your good shepherd. You will not lack anything. If there's any lack you're facing right now, God wants to say He'll be your provider. Got it? Give me a thumbs up if you've understood. Yeah? Are you ready to take a leap and be a blessing to someone this morning? Fantastic. So, Christy, can you please put us in breakout rooms? And then we will come back to the meeting and some of us can share how we experienced it.